Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today. The issues and views discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast are the sole opinions of the guest or host and do not reflect the views of any agencies or government offices. Persons discussed on the show may be fictional or exaggerated for comedic purposes. The Roll Call Room podcast is not responsible for any injuries sustained while listening to include but not limited to busting a gut, laughing until you cry, nausea, crying until you laugh, alcohol poisoning, and a sudden and intense dislike for those named Steve. Please use caution while operating a motor vehicle, as the podcast is not liable for any traffic violations or damage. This podcast is rated explicit, and listener discretion is advised. Epstein didn't kill him. What do you do about the, about the negative guy that's trying to bring you down? Ignore and outwork, outperform every last one of them. While you're over there watching me and talking about me, I'm working. I'm working hard. I'm taking things to the next level. You keep gossiping and I'll keep working. You keep talking smack and I'll keep working. You keep focusing on everything and everyone else and I'll keep working. And when you finally look around at where you are and where I'm at, you'll realize that you have nothing left to talk smack about. And you will lose and I will win. Never allow anybody to make you feel bad about being so blessed when you've worked your ass off to get it. To all of the men and the women who work their ass off every fucking day, don't lose no sleep over these haters, man. The reason they got a problem with your life is because they don't have a life. You got a problem with me? You go right on ahead, homie. I sleep good at night because I've gotten rid of all things, people, and situations that were bringing drama, negativity, and dysfunction in my life. You decided all the clubs, partying, hanging out, popping bottles with models, and all that sh- that ain't for me. I'ma be out here running in the hot sun, practicing, playing basketball, shooting on weekends while everybody else is clubbing and hanging out. You got your focus right. It's not about today, it's about the future. It's grind season, homie. We all have shit happen in our lives, but it's what we tell ourselves about what happens that determines how we feel about that situation. This isn't just something that happens or a test that you can pass and then you can do this all your life. This is a daily, constant effort to look at solutions, not fucking problems. Train your mind. Train your mind not to focus on the problem and make it bigger, but focus on the solution to solve it. Work on how you interpret problems and the things that happen around you. Stay positive, stay focused, and most importantly, stay strong. Life is always gonna throw in your way. 
things that will test you, things that will make or break you. And you've got two options. You can just stand there and take it like a little bitch. Or you can smash through the fucking thing and move on with your life. You can either be a victim of your life or the master of it. The choice is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast. And now your host, Nick and Mike. Epstein didn't kill himself. Hello. Day hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. What's up, man? These cookies are delicious, dude. You like them? Yeah. You made them from scratch? I made them from scratch. They're oatmeal and chocolate chip. Mm. The secret. Don't do it. Is. <laughs> Don't do it. I use a little Epstein. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what is that? Um, I just hang around. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, Mike, another episode, bro. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I I'm had such excited. a blast with uh, Bobby in here. It was, it feels <laughs> weird not having him in here. It smells different. <laughs> Bobo. Bobby, we miss I you, buddy. Bobby. Bobby, man, he's a good, good dude. You know, when I, um, um you know, I always used to see him like fire coals and stuff like that. Like, what's up? He'd be like, what's up? You know, yeah. he didn't really say much. Yeah. And then I didn't really get to know him until he came over to the PD side. And I'm like, this is a fucking solid guy. Solid dude. Good dude, man. Good dude, yeah. Good father, good husband, just Very. all around good dude. Yeah. And uh, we came much closer, man. I got a lot of respect for the guy, man. For him to open up like that to a public forum openly. Yeah. Uh, no hesitation, the, bro. I mean, that yeah. just goes to show his character, man. The dude's a true, true man. And just for the listeners, like, we didn't know that Bobby was going to go deep like that. Like... We had taken a break and we were drinking um, and we had taken a break and he came back from the break and he was like, I'm ready to tell my story. Yeah. And we were like, uh, okay. And away he went. Like it was, yeah. it was incredible, man. I, I text him later on when I listened to it and I was like, dude, thank you so much for doing that, man. Thanks for trusting us enough to do that. And um, then I had, talk to you and i was like hey i think i'm ready to tell a story that i've been holding on to for probably almost three yeah three years in january 30th there'll be three years yeah and um we're gonna kind of cater this episode uh to leaders and compassion fatigue uh and what compassion fatigue means 
Um, a lot of first responders don't know what compassion fatigue is. Mm-hmm. And it's basically um, you take on all of this stuff and you just like a sponge, you just soak it all in. And then when your sponge gets full, you don't wring it, wring it out. It just continues to keep taking on more water and then it starts leaking. And then before you know it, it's no good anymore. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much what compassion fatigue is. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, you see that a lot. I think on the fire side, you see that yeah. on the medical side, like doctors and nurses and stuff, they, they, you know, if you're passionate about your job, uh, you're compassionate about people and you, you want to make sure that they're, they're safe. Um, I think it's, um, <clears throat> you just pour your, like, cause you care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're genuinely want to make a difference in the community. You genuinely want to impact someone's life. Like I'm a big guy on cause and effect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's cause and effect. Like we talked about the juvenile being arrested. You keep them in handcuffs to really drive it home. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And that's me, man. It's, it's not just one thing. People think it's just one situation. And that's what I get on a lot of officers about, especially when I was a sergeant. Yeah. Or even a field trainer. I'm like, stop. You're just getting one screenshot of this person's life. Yeah. You don't need to spend 20 fucking hours with them. Yeah. But just try to walk in their shoes or at least empathy. What I learned from going through therapy is being empathetic with someone is walking side by side with that person. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, what's going on right now? Like what's, what's wrong? You know? And I, I tell a lot of guys that when I'm, when I'm an FTO, when I train them, I'm like, Stop being so fucking robotic with people, man. Yeah. Nobody responds to that. No, yeah. you're in violation of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Municipal code, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, stop. Yeah. Don't do that. No one's going to, no one, no one, no one talks to people. Like, no. no one talk. You don't talk like that out of work. No. Well, if you do, you might have kids in your basement. But anyways. Oh, right. And you probably have a lot of 5'11 pants and oh, everything Jesus. you wear is Oakley. And Good Lord. Thin blue line, underwear, and Oh, my socks. God. Here we go. Anyways. Tactical Tommy. (laughs) Exactly. You know who you are. I have a pocket knife in every pocket. Yeah. With seven backup guns. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I digress. So the thing about it is like no one really, so the engaging, like just leaving that, you know, I I brought, I was going to talk about current events this week. I went to the academy for APP. Mm -hmm. uh, What's APP? Associated Police Practicals. I thought it was applied police procedures. Oh, yeah. Same shit. Jesus there you go. We'll go with Christ that, right? Almighty. Or maybe I was at the other APP. Jesus. With OPP? I no. was supposed to be at APP, and I went to something else. OPP. No? No, that's a song. Yeah, I'm down with it. Are you? Anyway, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we might have to edit that. That sounded kind of corny. I, I missed that by like a mile, bro. There you go. Hey, hey, oh, oh, hey. All right, and cut. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I go out there, spot. and it's hilarious because these are recruits. So what happens is when the recruits are they're graduating next, you know, in the next couple of weeks from our academy, mm. and you got to go out. It's exciting. Yeah, we'll be at graduation representing, you know. Yeah. Um, and we go out there, and they, they take everything they've learned, and then we do practicals. So they have a bunch of role players and for some reason, they can't get anyone younger than 80. Everyone's old oh as shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. So they're it's like, all retirees. Really, really old, you know, and they're like speed cuffing these people. I'm like, relax. He's 90, uh, dude. Yeah. I'm like, you're my not going to do this my on the hip. street. Yeah. You know? 
So you have the extreme. This guy smells like Bengay. The guy that's like super cooperative. Yeah. And then the guy that's like super acting like, get the fuck out. You know, like, Oof. all right, all right. Hey, Steve, just calm down. Take it easy, buddy. Marv, Marv, relax. Yeah. It's just we're role playing here. Yeah, take it easy. So it was pissing rain, bro. It's freezing cold. Oh, you were doing it that night? Yeah. Oh. That day, that day, that whole day. Yeah. Was I had to Tuesday? work that night, bro. It was terrible. It was bad, bro. Yeah. You know, and um, these guys are so, like, you see them when they're green, when they're in training, but these, at they're like, you got to meet them. Like, all the field trainers get in a room, we debrief, and then the rookies are in the next room getting debriefed by the um, academy staff instructors. And, um. And then you get their partners. Remember? Remember? It was like yeah, exciting yeah. and shit, man. I remember yeah. I was like, it's like being a real cop. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get their little radios. They got to log God, in and yeah. shit. You know what oh I mean? It's like a big God. deal to them. And they're like, oh, hello, sir. Hello, sir. You know? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? You know? And they're like, okay. I'm like, all right, this is how this is going to go. You know, I'm going to slow roll this thing. I want to see what you've learned. I'm not going to hammer you on anything besides officer safety. Right. Um, but other than that, let's just see how, let's just have a good time out here and let's see how this goes. So we get out there, dude, and uh, one of their, they're like, oh, unit five to respond, you know, and they're like, direct, 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 direct. They're like, oh, one of you guys turn your radio down, okay? Like, you got I to, don't want to turn mine down because yeah. I, they're like, you I'm talk, excited. no, you talk, no, you, you talk. talk, you talk, you write that down because they don't have one, it. One, 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 one. <laughs> Hold on. I could do this. Hold on. Uh, unit, unit, uh, unit one. There no. it is. There, that was it. That was it. Was that it? Yeah. Go. Go. Yeah. No. No, you Nothing. Had it. You missed it. I missed it. Uh, echo button, man. Echo button. Yeah. There it is. No. There it is. No. No. All right. Now. All right. Now. <laughs> no, dude. It's done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, so they're like, you know, unit one, because they they have to write everything down. Yeah. Because they don't have like the computers and shit like we do. So they're like, dude, did you write it down? I think it was here. I think it was there. You know, and they're like, they're like, trying, yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, all these other, all these other jurisdictions are getting deployed. All these other recruits are getting deployed. So they're, they're out with their field trainer. And like, we see them riding around and stuff. And it's only like three blocks that they operate within. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's hilarious. It, it's great to see these guys. Like, I remember that. Yeah. I enjoy it. I genuinely do, man. Because it makes me like, oh, I remember that, man. I remember like it was yesterday. So we're driving around, and the first thing we we go to like this uh, Larsen from Auto, and it was like a it's they're like so easy because yeah. I have the script of what yeah. the call is, and they're like respond for Larsen from Auto, so they go out there, and there's like a huge screwdriver right there <laughs> on the ground, and it's like it's like <laughs> this clue. might be part yeah, of yeah, this it. is a clue, and then I'm asking like, so what are you, you turning my mic all the way down, dude? I no, can't. No, no, I got you. I got you. No. Don't worry. So I'm like, uh, so I'm asking them like, so what do you got? And they're like, yeah, guy here uh, reporting. Uh, take I'm like, dude, come on, let's go out with it. Guy, uh, um, uh, larceny. I'm like, there we go. Now we're getting somewhere, buddy. I think the screwdriver is involved. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what do you want to do with the screwdriver? Uh, pick it up and collect it. I'm like, there we go. Oh, there we yeah. go. We're going. There we go. Like 30 minutes later on this call. <laughs> Just like Blue Bloods. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'll get that. You know, so they're, um, so we're good. You know, I'm like, all right, get your report, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then, and then they're like, you know, pretty much, oh, and, and it says like at the bottom, like pointers, what they should be doing, you know, professional, clear and concise. And, right. And provide them with a card with the case number, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and then, but they're so robotic with this stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it got to the point where I was like, you done? 
And he was like, yeah, I think so, sir. And I'm like, why don't you just give him like, I'm like, again, some people don't agree with this, but I find it so much easier, dude. I'm like, just give him a brief on how this process is going to go from here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, CSI come out, process for any latent fingerprints from a possible suspect, whatever, whatever, depending on what's taken. But let's just go ahead and say, sir, I'll be honest with you, and we're going to do our best with this. It may or may not go to detective, depending on if this is a string or more than one or a rash or whatever. But more than likely, just go ahead and put in the claim with your insurance company and they'll handle it from here. How fucking hard is that? Yeah, yeah. You know how many guys are, here's your case number and uh, contact your insurance. Yeah. And then they just walk away. Yeah, I always I always say, and I, I, I have new people that go on calls with me and they like look at me like I'm weird. But I, I say to the victim, I go, what do you want to see happen? Like, Sometimes they just want to tell somebody like yeah. they don't want yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't want you yeah. to have CSI come and put fairy dust all over everything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. just like, well, I, I thought that's what you do well, is just I, call I, the police. Yeah, I just I knew I had to call you, but yeah, I don't really like, know what I'm supposed yeah, to do now. Dude, yeah. I mean, the likelihood of us getting somebody that, let you know, broke into your car and I say break in because you left it unlocked yeah. is pretty slim <laughs> exactly. to none. What? You don't have oh. like a semen database. This, this button right here on your keys. Yeah, there's let's... a lock and an unlock. Yes, yeah, sir. Do you have a key fob? <laughs> if you lock it, yeah. Look at this. Now I can't get in. I'm bad guy right yeah. now. I can't get in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool about this key fob because, like this <laughs> this picture right here, that's actually a lock. Yeah, and the one next to it, it that means unlock. Oh, look at blinky. The lights yeah. blink and it goes beep beep yeah. and it tells you it's locked. <laughs> When it's unlocked, the interior lights, you see that? Here, you try. Oh, wow. And don't leave these in the car unlocked so they oh, can steal them. No. With your laptop and everything on the front Take seat. Take that inside? Yeah. I had a guy come off. And again, I'm jumping around, but I had a guy come off the Metro. He left his phone. Mm -hmm. He's a doctor from Vegas. He left his Smart. phone on the bench. Smart. Went to the bus driver. Hey, uh, so I'm trying to get to this in this place. What? Yeah, it's this route and this route. He came back, it was gone. Of course it was. He calls me from his buddy's restaurant. Uh-huh. Hey, so my phone gets on. I said, huh, okay. So what are you, you going to do? Are you going to be able to get this thing or what? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see how long it took for them to get Bin Laden? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's a terrorist. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a lot of resources dedicated to getting that guy Hypo out of that hole. Hypothetically. Out of that house. Hypothetically, have you ever gone on a larceny of a phone and they say, like, what are you going to do? And you pull up your Google <laughs> Maps app and you go, what did you have? Verizon, AT&T or T-Mobile? And they're like, T-Mobile. <laughs> and you type in T-Mobile and you find all the T-Mobile stores and you go, this is what you're going to do. One of these you can go to and go get a new phone. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, hypothetically. Yeah, Have you ever yeah. done that? No. No. No, of course not. <laughs> no, no. Especially not after the week we had. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But yeah, so the guy the guy kept calling me too, the doctor. Oh, just calling for any updates. And the update is you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean an update? Yeah, we you, you left a fucking phone on a bench where fifty thousand people walked through this one station. Yeah, doc bus uh, station. We had a uh, blip on the radar in the rainforest for your uh for your phone and then we lost it. So yeah, we're not going to get it. Uh, actually, you know what I mean? When I was what I did. What'd you really do? <laughs> now, mind you, we know for sure certain people are oh, listening. Oh, let them listen. Yeah. Listen away. Yeah. 
I uh, I, I punted the shit out of it to CIS detectives. Did you investigate? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sir, I think a detective's handling here. Let me give you the general number to contact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? A detective's handling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit him up. Here, here you go. And then they get your two paragraph if that report. Nah, the sergeant hit me up and he was like, uh, "Hey, man, did you have this guy call him?" I was like, uh, "Yes." <laughs> he kept harassing me, man. What do you want me to do with him? You want to talk to the detective? You're a detective. So detect. Yeah, detect, bro. Help him out. He was like, I can't do shit with this case. I'm like, well, what do you think we are? Oh, you know? man. I, You know, going back to the academy when they do applied police procedures, do you remember there was a time um, they were doing... So, folks, they do at our academy, um, like Mike was saying, they have volunteers come and they go out in the neighborhood around the academy. And quite a few years ago, they had this this applied police procedures and recruits went out and actually subject stopped somebody that was not a role player. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah. 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 So I heard, so yeah, they briefed us on that. That's terrible. They were like, listen, could you imagine that? Bro. They were like, if this guy doesn't have a neon green armband, yes, that's why they're not have it now. a part of the practical exercise. Could you imagine that, bro? Bro, because they were like, this guy is really playing the part. Yes. Like, Stop resisting. And they fucking handcuffed him. Bro, they took him into the jail. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They took him. So anyway, so there was a. Hey, my man, so you can guys, I talk to you for a second? Yeah. So it was supposed to be a dip. Yes. And the guy was actually, I think he had been drinking or something, or mm. maybe he wasn't dipped, but he had, I don't know. But <laughs> apparently they like roll up on this guy and um, they're like, oh, it's supposed to be drunk. And the guy like apparently matched the description to the T, like oh what was God, given over the radio. Dude. And they go out. So just to, so they applied police procedures. It's in a public area, but there's huge signs everywhere. It's like near a campus type area or general population area. And it has these signs that say police training in progress. And our role players have these bright ass neon green bands on their arms that say they're and they normally walk up to the officer when they arrive on scene and engage conversation with them. But there's other civilians walking around. There's like a Chick-fil-A out there. There's yeah. like whatever, a Pizza Hut out there. So there's other things, but they're oblivious to it just to get them, you know. So, yeah, so this instant, the guy walked in there, and they are like, oh, this guy's, yeah, he's been drinking. So, apparently, the field trainer was like, there, oh, yeah, this guy's really selling it, oh, dude. Oh, my God. So, they uh, take this guy to their little mock booking inside the academy, and then oh. the deputy's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's a dick. They're like, what's your name, buddy? And it, apparently, the guy was, like, sitting there in handcuffs for, like, and no one knew who he was. Oh, my God. They were like, all right, get back out to your next scenario. Like after the recruits were done processing them. Uh, I was on my way and to get my laundry. Like, uh, and I think he didn't really speak English well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that kind of just really did him in there. It's like, you know, like, yeah, stop fucking around, dude. You're going to jail. Yeah. Just imagine that. Like you get out of the cruiser and you're like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? The guy's like, no, I'm not talking to you. Shit. You're like, <laughs> you're like, hey. Stop playing around. I'm not You're playing around, man. I'm not. I'm not doing you, <laughs> dude. Uh, apparently, they uh, yeah, that guy got paid a large sum <laughs> think, of money. You think? Yes. Now, now he's living large. Yeah. Uh, maybe when I retire, I'll go hang around academies and they're like, <laughs> be like, this is definitely the guy. Yeah, looking for a payday. Uh, I remember being in the academy when that ha- when when they had applied police procedures and you're just so excited because it's like you get a sliver of almost being a real cop. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is so good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get out there and you're like, it starts to wear on you after a while. You're like, but, they don't show the paperwork on live PD. Like, 
No, it's that's like dude. A, I told you that. That cop, I was sold with cops, dude. I love that show. I love that show. I was I, like, get them when they took off on flip pursuit. I was I, like, it's great. I, I love it. I could do this job. 100%. I like the old cops when they first oh, yeah, came yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the episode where mm-hmm. the guy they're chasing some? They're chasing a car, and the passenger undoes his shotgun. The the officer undoes his shotgun, racks it in the car. And hangs out the window and oh, yeah. yells out, stop or I'll fucking shoot you. But they bleep out yeah, the fuck, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that and like being like, holy shit, it is like lethal weapon. Yeah. And yeah. it's not. No. You're not allowed to do that. The best one I ever saw was when it was narcotics and they were around around El Camino with a refrigerator box. Yes. Oh, and there my was like God. six yeah. vice detectives in the yes. box. And they were doing it. The driver the was doing the hand. Yeah, the Trojan. Trojan. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing the hand to hand. And then six guys jumping out of a box. Then they transported the guy to the jail in the box. They were like, all right, hop out. Two detectives get out. And then they get this guy out of the box. I was like, what the- <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine pulling up the booking? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, get out of the Frigidaire box. <laughs> Two guys hop out the box on, and they pull this guy out of the box. Come on. Get out Be of there. the best, man. Then I get there and there. Yeah. And then it's like 15 minutes of fucking kick ass and six hours of paperwork, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's terrible, it's bro. Crazy. They don't tell you that stuff. They bro. don't. They don't sell you on that at all, man. No, it's no. And then, and then you have to go to court, and then like, you get like you, you know, it comes in waves. Like defense attorneys, especially uh, public defenders and stuff, that comes in waves. You know, some of them are just, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a liar. What? What? I'm not a liar? What are you talking about? Yeah, they just try to ra- you know your us. directives. Yes, better than you. Yeah, it's That's, terrible, bro. So anyway, so we they had they had that scenario, and then we had a um like a possible DUI, like guy all over the road. So first of all, let me paint this picture. It's pouring down rain. We see the vehicle, right? The guy's like doing the behavior or whatever, and then we I'm like, all right, light him up. So they light him up or whatever, and then they call it out. They do their thing. They do a good job. Yeah, this guy's in this like 1990 Chevy pickup. Oh my god! All right, and this is a role player, right? Yeah, but that's his legit. But real listen, car. yes, it was it was his vehicle. That's embarrassing. It was like that that neon green Chevy green. Come on, you know what I mean? But hold on, he had he had a thin blue line sticker on the window, right? But then he says he had a sticker that said, "I fucking hate people," right? On <laughs> right next oh to it, right? Oh my! And like all these like Beretta and Sig and NRA stickers and shit, right? So we get up to the car and the recruit. These guys are young, bro. They're mm-hmm. like twenty one. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're young. They're, green. they're like they are fucking neon green, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they get up, bro. And I'm like, they're in their academy stuff, and I'm like in the hoodies with my badge around my neck and fitted hat and shit. <laughs> and I get up to the window, and I just was like, holy shit, this motherfucker, bro, was like six six, three hundred pounds. Jesus, you know. And he was like hunched over in the truck, like a fucking gorilla, white guy, disheveled hair, fucking camo jacket on. Jesus. He's really selling the part. Burly beard. He gets out. This motherfucker looks like a center for the Colts. Holy shit. You know, a motherfucker so big when they can't even tie their shoelaces, bro. He had (laughs) boots on that were flapping. And it was for a possible DUI. So they're like, go ahead and step out. And I just start laughing. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the, the, the recruits like 
You can hear it in his voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could, oh, so that's a step over on the sidewalk for me for uh, field sobriety test. Yeah. And the other recruit is like, nope. He's like eight feet away in the back, like <laughs> tactical as shit, you know? That's a future captain. Yeah. He's like, mm. no, he was doing it because he, he sized him. He was like, whoa, uh, nope. I don't want to be next to this guy. <laughs> so the guy's like, all right, he's doing the field sobriety and everything else. And um, he's doing the testing. And he passed everything. He was like, you satisfied? And that's what the guy said to him. What? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, that'll be all, sir. You can sit back in your vehicle, you know? And um, so he sits in his car or whatever. And then I'm, I'm like, what are you going to ride him for? Oh, the, the dead tags. He wasn't DUI or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I give him some pointers about that. I said, what was the first thing you noticed with this car? And he was like, oh, it was, it was, it was a DUI. I'm like, no, 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 no. What's the first thing you saw? Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, it's a truck. I'm like, no, the stickers. He's like, well, I saw the thin blue line. I said, what else? Oh, I fucking hate people. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. It's a, a clue. clue. You got to watch out for that stuff. Ding, 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 yeah. Ding. Yeah. Look at it. And then what's the next thing you did? Oh, I made contact with the driver. I'm like, uh-huh. Like waiting for it. Like, and, mm-hmm. and I asked her for, I was like, no, nope. what's the first thing you notice? Um, well, I, uh, I said, just give it to me straight, man. Straight, give it to me straight. Land your plane. Yeah, he was like, uh, he's a big motherfucker. I was like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you think you might want to get another unit out here? Yeah. You're going to chop down this tree. This dude's going to make you work for it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it ain't worth your life, it dude. It going to be just one tasing. Because he pulled him, when he pulled him out of the car, the other officer was on the other side of the car. I'm like, no. Did you let him know what you were doing? Yeah. And he was like, oh. I'm like, you always got to let him know what you're doing so yeah. the guys are on the same page, bro. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah. But anyways, I'm like, and then I, I'm like, you mind stepping out? I think this guy was like, name's like John. He was like, yeah, no problem. Like, he, you see him was over. He was super cool. Fucking, I'm like, look at this guy. Like, look at this guy. He's just, he's like, he's double the size of you, man. Yeah, yeah, you're you definitely. You chop this guy down. Like, you got to be over here yeah. on top of this guy pulling him out of the car. Like, what? What's to say he like, oh, I'm not going to jail today. You don't know any of that stuff. I I think the newer officers, that's the biggest struggle is, is that they don't understand really how, how much they're in danger. Like I remember field scenario. They're not, it's not, that's not there. Like the worst case scenario. They're still in civilian mode, which is like. Yeah. Giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm I'm a police officer. There's no way that they're going to strike me. Yeah. They're not going to hit me. I've gotten hurt more on this job than before I was a cop, like broken bones and stuff like that. Like, you can't, like, you can't do that, man. Especially when you're working on nights and your backup is, like, a good distance away, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. I think it's good that the academy does that and these these officers, these newer recruits kind of know, you know, hey, uh, you know, you need to be careful. You need to watch out. I yeah. think that's pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was, like I said, it was really good, man. It's refreshing, man. It's good. You know, the, you know, I, and there's, the other thing I saw is that there's, there's babies training babies. There's a lot of young FTOs out there. Yeah. And these guys, they barely know what they're doing. People need to understand that across the board in law enforcement, you have to have at least three years, bro, to have a decent base. Right? I think you're being generous. Three years? Five, five, five. Oh, what is that? Look at this guy. Tisk, tisk, tisk. (laughs) Yep. Raw and uncut, folks. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners, <laughs> I just got a brand new desktop for this podcast. <laughs> and 
freaking apple is tied to my... Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it's doing that. I don't know. I don't know. But listen, this is what we're going to do is we're going to take a break so I can log the fuck out of FaceTime so that doesn't happen again, even though it's hilarious. Dude. Just a young girl yeah. With the quick fuel, All right, folks, we'll be right back. Lose, I was dreaming of bigger things and want to leave my old life behind. Not a yes, sir. Not a follow up. Hey, Nick and Mike, it's Tamara with Thin Blue Line for Women. I want to say thank you both for creating the Roll Call Room podcast. It is so real and so raw. It's really needed in today's cop world. I'm really looking forward to also being your guest next month. I'm going to be discussing my CSI book, which is going to be hard to talk about, but again, needed. So anyway, Thank you both for creating this podcast. It is awesome. I love it. And I know everyone else does. And you guys rock. Just want to thank everybody for reaching out to me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, all places, and just about everywhere else I saw you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I'm serious when I say that if you guys need anything or if you need to talk, just reach out. All right. Stay safe and watch six. Myself with the ashes of you, and nobody is gonna give a damn. Son of a bitch, give me a drink. One of the night, all right. Ooh, welcome back. That was a perfect song because we just we just poured some Jack Daniels winter lager. Uh, it's good, right, Mike? It's the first time you've yeah, had it, right? Good, man. Yeah, if you guys haven't very had good. it, uh, we don't. Jack Daniels is not a sponsor, but we I like love it. Uh, Gentleman's Jack. Mm, yeah, Gentleman's I have that Jack up. With ginger. I have that up at the bar. Yeah, it's good stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah, I like single barrel stuff too. Um, yeah, I don't sit here. Let's let me make this clear. We don't sit here and get plowed every episode. Actually, this is only the second episode. Yeah, we that don't we've ever. Drank. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more sharp when I'm not. But I'll tell boozing. you, um, I did a guest spot on uh, Drunk Medical Stories with Terry, and uh, mm-hmm. dude, I had a blast with her. Yeah, she is awesome. And um, I was drinking uh, Lead Slinger's Bourbon, which is a uh, veteran-owned um, distillery. And her and I had such a good time. Her show, she opens up with, you know, what are you drinking? And mm-hmm. she's just such an awesome person. Awesome, That's awesome good, person. Man. I love her. She's That's awesome. Stuff. Um, uh, coming back uh, during the break, you heard a um, voicemail from Tamara from Thin Blue Line for Women. Uh, she has a book coming out. She'll be on the show in January. Uh, Bobby, Bobby left Bobo. us a voicemail. Bobby's getting a lot of fan man, fan yeah, uh, tweets, man. bro. Yeah, He's, big time. I, didn't we warn him? Yeah. We told him. We said, listen, when this thing hits, yeah, it's beyond your it's control. Beyond your control. <laughs> like he he had like no Twitter followers. Yeah, I think he's up to like thirty or forty. Yeah. So good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a strong voice, man. Needs to be heard. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so <clears throat> back to the academy. Uh, it was good times, man. I mean, I you know, we, we had some other, you know, nothing too crazy. And then uh, this is a good group, man. They, this this class has had a lot of positive energy, good people, funny people. You know, they're not taking a job overly serious. You you know who those guys are. And they have a lot of integrity. Yeah, they do. They do. And um, so it's right, you know. It's pure. And you know, so we recently we walked, we got, got a guy retired. Which started making me thinking about this. One of our guys retired, you know. Solid guy. You know, over 30 years of service. 
and um, was a mentor to me, man. This guy, I mean, I'd love to have him on the show. I've told him I'd love to have him on the show. Yeah. Um, guy worked patrol his entire career, man. Over yeah. 30 years on the street. Just 30 on years on the street, man. Like, I wasn't even born when this guy was like, you know, locking yeah. people up, holding the streets down. Jeez. And um, it just, you know, you know, I, t- I t- talked to some of the senior guys and, <clears throat> you know, I you know, besides him retiring out, there's a re- there was a retirement class where a bunch of guys with twenty over twenty five years of service. I know personally, at least ten of these guys have been direct mentors to me, man, mm. and they're all on their way out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of experience. Uh, man, oh my gosh, people have no idea, man. Yeah. Not like seriously, our civilian listeners. I've said this before that we have this issue with people with ten to fifteen years on or walking away from the job. Now, mind you, with 25 years of service, you can go out with a full pension or retirement, but you don't have to go out. Right. They're choosing to leave. Yeah. Because of, you know, whatever their personal reasons, politics, culture, leadership, whatever the case may be, they're, or just because they want to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're tired um, of it. Yeah, they're tired of it, man. It's, Internally it's and turn, externally. Yeah, it's taking a turn. They never even think it would, it, never thought it would have went in. Um, And I'm just seeing those guys leave. And I had this conversation with one of our senior guys. He's he's got a couple more years. Actually, on the way here, I had this conversation with him because he was like, "Oh man, you see so and so leave," and I was like, "Yeah, man, that's tough for us, man." He's like a pillar in our squad. Yeah, you know, I always lean on him, family. So he's like, you know, Mike, keep your family first. Keep your family first. Keep your family first. Yeah. And um, you know, the guy I was talking to on the way here, he said, you know, he said I was in tears when I saw him walk out those doors because I thought to myself. That's the kind of guy people I want people to remember me as. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of legacy I want to leave behind here. Yeah, to where they sing praises of my name. Yeah, and then he was a good dude. He was a solid cop. He took care of his guys, or he took care of his squad mates. So he came in, held his beat down, did what he needed to do. And you know, a leader like, without rank. Exactly. And he need, even some guys. It's like people don't understand in this profession that your legacy supersedes you, man. Mm. Depends on what you've done here mm-hmm. in your agency and what kind of footprint you left on this profession. You know, when people have to talk about when they begin to tell a story about you without even saying your name, mm-hmm. oh, there was an officer here. I know that guy. Mm-hmm. That's so and so. He's you're talking about you're talking about Nick or you're talking about Mike, right? Yeah. I heard his name and these guys don't never met you, mm-hmm. right? But that legacy lives on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they share stories about good things that you've done or, you know, <clears throat> you were a union guy or you were a proactive guy or whatever your whatever your thing is that you left a positive input. It stays forever, dude. Now, on the flip side, when it's negative, it stays with you forever. Yes. You yeah, I, I mean? just grabbed my pad to write that down because your negative legacy... I got to do a hypothetical, Mike. Let's just say, let me back up. I'm going to tell a story that's third person. Mm -hmm. Department in Florida, two officers start, I don't know, they start a program. Mm -hmm. And in this program, they call out this commander that has a negative um what were we saying image or what, what legacy right legacy yeah 
And this commander... Reputation. Reputation, thank you. Mm -hmm. This commander goes to the chief and says, they're talking about me, and they are... um, They're talking about me in a negative way. Your legacy of how you treat officers or have treated officers in the back, a back end or, or before... In the past, yeah. Is the reason why this chief looks at you and thinks you should be doing some self-reflecting. Right. Just a total hypothetical, Mike. Right. No, I'm tracking, man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you gotta, it's, it comes down to character, right? It comes down to, at the end of the day, you have to look at motive, right? We're Mm -hmm. cops. We look at motive. Everybody has a motive, good or bad. Yes. Right. What are your intentions here? What are the puzzle pieces match up? What is what? What's what here? Let's let's get to the meat and potatoes, right? Right. So you have to. Is it malice? Is it careless? Is it you know like um, my man Chief Harvey said? Uh, what do you say? They're insecure. Yes. Right. Oh my God! When and he said yes, that. I was like, oh. "There's the word." You know what I mean? Um, you get these guys that you know in your in your hypothetical like. Instead of, you know, you know, going and complaining, why don't you just go down to the guys yourself? Yeah. Give me you know instances I mean? that you're talking like, about. Exactly. And go down to the guys yourself. And I think that's, we get like this, I understand, you know, in, in law enforcement or a paramilitary organization, there's rank and file. It's there for a reason. I get it. But at the end of the day, are we not men? You no. put your pants on the same way that I do. Why can't two grown men with families have a grown man conversation? It's that it's, like an open conversation about an issue, right? Yeah. Like with your hypothetical, you have a situation, you have an issue. Let's have a good constructive dialogue because that creates progression. Mm-hmm. All right. We can have agreement to disagree. No problem. Yes. But at least we're on the same page. We understand where each other are coming from. But I think those two officers from Florida, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Florida. Um, would welcome constructive criticism directly and be open and honest because at this point there's nothing to hide. I mean, I'm, I thought about trying so hard. I thought about this a lot. I mean, it, it's, it comes to, you know, going back to character. Mm -hmm. I, right. Mm -hmm. This is what I, this is my thought process on my life. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm self-made. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I came to this profession, like, I got an opportunity, you know, like, um, school wasn't my thing, I came here, I'm, like, thinking, okay, what kind of legacy, like, the 90s, like, look, you look at these guys in these, you know, Hall of Fame, Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. These big name guys, like, that have left a lasting legacy, why? Because, you know, they're good dudes, you know. They they cared about what they did. They excelled in what they did. They were passionate. They were driven, and they did. They came from a good place. Especially Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. He might have a gambling problem, but whatever. Everyone has oh, vices. My God. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting away from the point. <laughs> but my point is, my point is, is that for me personally, I'll share this with you. Is like my, I instill my values. And what I do in my actions, and they're not always right, 100. percent God knows, I make a lot of mistakes. But what kind of how my kids perceive me mm-hmm. in a legacy? You mm-hmm. know, I have four sons. Mm-hmm. 
they're going to look back and listen to this podcast and be like, all right, I see where, you know, my dad, where he was at. Yeah. When it came to leadership, where it came to being selfless, where it came to his vocation in law enforcement and, and giving back to people. Like, that's the kind of legacy. And even if I leave this department tomorrow, or any department, or even the profession tomorrow, <clears throat> that's what people are going to remember you by. Right. You know what I mean? I think the other thing is, and and for our listeners, Mike and I don't profess that we are perfect. Like no, not even close. I <laughs> I um I have probably been a very difficult officer at times to manage. Yeah. Um, I have made many many mistakes in my career. Uh, I have done many many things that I wish that I can go back and I can undo. But I, well, nothing illegally. Nothing illegally. Let me just make that yeah, clear. Let's just make that clear. Because, you know, know Steve's be, listening. Yeah, and they try gonna, to run with a narrative that's false. Sort of, fake news. That's why we're talking slow also. <laughs> so when you're transcribing this, <laughs> you don't, you know, we'll go slow for you. Yeah. yeah. And for the listeners, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you something. Fast forward <laughs> a couple of years when, when we retire, we'll be able to tell you what's going on. We'll do a video this, with crayons and map, cartoons so you can episode. keep up with what's going on legacy legacy pronounced legacy and, and the thing about it is mike and i don't profess that we're we're perfect we are not you, you know i don't want listeners especially civilian to think that uh, you know mike and i are infallible we aren't but i'll tell you something the meaning and the mission of this podcast has always been to identify what causes mental health issues ptsd ptsi for law enforcement officers. And yes, we draw from personal experience from within where we work, but a lot of the stuff that we talk about is from people around the United States, officers yeah. around the United States. These officers are they're they're not doing good. Yeah. And and if well. your first inclination is for you to turn around and create speed bumps to derail uh the mission, this mission um, you're not carving a very good legacy for yourself. Right. And you, you're not hearing it. You're listening to it, but you're not hearing it. And it's not about attacking anyone. And it's not about turning around and calling somebody out because I said this in, in, in three episodes ago, if you are a Steve, it doesn't mean that you need to be a Steve forever. It means that you should be listening to this in your car, in your in your house, in your shower, in your office. And you should go, I am Steve and I need to change it. Yeah. Because people don't follow behind a Steve. And those of you that name that names are Steve, relax. <laughs> they don't follow people that have a negative negative legacy. No, they right. don't follow it because right. I don't follow it because I, like Mike said a couple episodes ago, I may respect your title because I have to listen to you because yeah, we're in a paramilitary organization, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't respect you as a person. Yeah. And when you get called out on your bullshit, well, and you further that by turning your back to the person for telling you how it is, you're not only not creating a good legacy for yourself, you're an asshole, period. And it's a shame. It's really a shame because nobody 
Nobody's future is etched in stone. You can change it, but you choose not to because you've dug your, your heels in the dirt and you refuse to believe that you are wrong. And that's that's a shame. You're not listening. You're not listening. You're hearing it. I'm sorry. You're, you're Yeah, you're hearing it. You're not listening to it. That's a damn shame. It really is. Uh, I don't mean to get on a tangent, but I just wanted folks to know Mike and I understand that there are toxic officers uh, out there in in agencies. Everybody's got them. Everybody's got a guy that they fucking absolutely dread or gal that they dread going on a fucking call with. They get dispatched to a call. They hear that other person's unit number and they're trying to figure out a way how they can fucking handle the call by themselves rather than go on a call with that person. Mm-hmm. And they are a fucking nightmare to manage because <laughs> I've managed them when I was a sergeant. Yeah. Mike has managed them when right. I was a they are they are uh time suckers. If you spend a lot of time on them, they suck your time out of you and they take time away from valuable officers that are proactive and productive. And it's out there. It's out there. We don't want the message to be that all command staff are all assholes and officers are fantastic and they can do nothing wrong. That is not the case. That is not the case. Right. And we will have an episode of toxic officers and we'll discuss it. But the but the thing about yeah. it is, is toxic officers don't lead agencies. Right. They don't lead agencies. Yeah. If you are listening to this on duty, I want you to take a, a gander below. Turn your head down and look at your badge. And if it's gold or, or, or supervisor or commander, you have the the you have to lead your people. You have to lead your people. Yeah. And if you don't think that there are people in your agency that are suffering from mental health issues, one, you're oblivious and two, you're an idiot because it's happening. Yeah. I had a poll, Mike, on, on Twitter and Facebook, and I put on there, have you ever experienced depression or thought about suicide while on the job? Mm-hmm. While on the job. Mm-hmm. Before a fellow officer told me that the survey that I thought was confidential was not, when people casted a vote, you can see who else casted a vote. It was astounding. It was over 80% of officers yeah. are thinking about or suffering from mental health issues while right. they're at work. Right. That's fucking scary, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's insane. Yeah. Man. And and for, and for somebody to have an ulterior motive and carve out their legacy to be, be vindictive. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It man. is ridiculous. But <clears throat> hence the disclaimer, folks. <laughs> you know, it's um, I found this video. It's pretty cool. Oh, did I lock it? Hold on. It's probably too many. Uh, no. Too much porn. Folks, I have to be fully transparent. You know, if you folks are like listening to this and you're <laughs> what like, what are they talking about? Mike and Nick seem like they want to say the something. roll call room lives on. Yeah, it's it not, ain't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And those and, who hear it, those who matter, are listening and they fucking love it. It ain't going anywhere. 
Yeah, the and, end. And, and without violating our our um, confidential agreement, confidential agreement. Um, I witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> I witnessed a true leader in my yes. presence this week. Yes. Yes, um, absolutely, man. Blown away because it could have went either way. I, I got to tell you, man, I thought I was in a dream we sequence. We didn't know that person personal, like close, 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 close door conversations. Yes. yes. To know which way because you just don't spend that much time with this person. Yeah. But when it was very one on one without, you know, it's it was it was it was good. And sir, we're taking your advice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was good. With being fully transparent. Um, something occurred behind the scenes at the roll call room.com and I mean, just call it like it. I mean, we're not going to just, you know, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll cut the fluff. It, um, it resulted in somebody not they happy. started querying us. Yes. We got queried, we got looked into and it got shut down the end. Yeah. That's it. But I, I want so the roll call room lives on. Yeah. And I, I just want to say. Those of you that are out there, I hope that one day that you you get to serve under somebody that uh, is yeah. a forward thinking person and that turns around and sees the good in a message, and, but also is a mentor and a guider where you don't fall on those landmines and you don't trip those wires. Yeah. And that's somebody that I would follow into the gates of hell. Yep. I, I just yep. I remember calling you and being like, Mike. I can't believe this. I think this is like a dream sequence. But I have to say that um, your ulterior motives can cloud your your judgment. And I think my I'm always approachable for for constructive criticism with no repercussions. So I'll put that out there. So when you're transcribing this, it's Nick <laughs> that said that. <laughs> I feel like they're on the other end. So <laughs> we can we can stop we can stop creating fake screen names on iTunes <laughs> and YouTube. We can stop doing all that garbage. It's enough. It's conduct unbecoming. And it's insubordination and it's a violation of code of conduct and the social media directive. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of work. You might need a secondary employment off file for all that work you're doing behind the scenes. Christ. I don't know, man. I just, you know, if if you if you create a fake screen name or maybe if you use your own screen name and you know us, like you work with us and you choose that avenue rather than come knock on our door or text us or phone call us, I pray for you. I pray for you because Mike and I are extremely approachable. Um we care about people. We don't, we don't bury people. Um, and we don't expect for that to be done to, to us. Um, it's not necessary for you to create a negative atmosphere around what we're doing. If you don't yeah. like it, you don't yeah. have to support it. You don't have to listen to it with 18,000 listeners. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's the big announcement. 18,000 yeah. we're up to now. And listen, folks, we're not bragging. We're, we're just not blowing away. We're not. We're, we're, we're very humble. We're very humble. Very, very humble. Mike and I, I mean, I get emails. Mike gets emails. Mike, can I read this one? Hold on, man. Finish your point, and then we'll, I think. Yeah, I have no point. Yeah, you do. My point, my, up, my, po my, my point is, is that we get a lot of 
emails, inbox messages on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all these things. Mike screenshotted, uh, screenshots it. I screenshot it. I sent it to him. Yeah. He sends it to me. Yeah. We're like yeah. little, we're like school children. Yeah. Uh, we text it to each other and then we go on for 15 minutes about, oh my God, thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, yeah. we're, we're so humble. We're so grateful. Yeah, yeah. We don't take it for granted. We don't turn around when somebody like Griff Girly Girl uh, makes stuff for us all the time yeah. and inboxes us. We are so grateful for that. We're so yeah. humbled by that. We're just two fucking beat cops yeah. that are knuckle draggers. We're, we're fucking road dogs. Uh, we just bang calls for service all day. Some of us, uh, you know, hold on to a call all morning. Um, that are lazy, Mike, and you know, <laughs> Steve, Steve, um, <laughs> Stevie, Mike, union um, business, union business, union business, sure. Um, but you know what? We're 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 just we're just humble cops, folks. Uh, you know, I happen to be extremely funny. Mike's not. You know, that's just it's a natural <laughs> talent. My mom's on the show. It's we're normal human beings. I got an electric bill that's due every month. I got a mortgage that's due every month. Yeah, we're not getting rich off of the podcast. If anything, you know, that's a whole other story. We created this not for Mike and I. It's not for us. Yeah. It's beyond us because if we did shut it down, we wouldn't shut it down. We would hand it off. Yeah, It's a beast of its own. And right. Mike and I have very, very large plans for our nonprofit that we're creating. Mike yeah. and I were on the phone with each other today about this cutting edge thing. We're not going to talk yeah, about it because it's in its infant stage. But I'll tell you right now, if it gets off the ground, it's, it's going to change be policing forever. change policing forever forever yeah and it's not about money it's not about getting rich it's none of that and it's not about a bromance or anything like that (laughs) even though i love him to death it's not about that i love you buddy i love you bro i love you i feel like this is going on behind the scenes Investigate Mike and Nick <laughs> for policy violations. <laughs> but sir, we don't have a case. Uh, they're they're violating. <laughs> no. Uh, they're talking about people. No. Ah uh, ah uh, uh. Is it true? <laughs> yes. Okay. I must document them. <laughs> for no, I can't write them up for that. First, ama- first amendment violation. What's an amendment? What's they after ha- one? <laughs> they have an attorney. They put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episodes now, and that covers them. <laughs> We can't make them shut it down? <laughs> Holy shit. All right, all right. All right. Oh, my gosh, I could do gosh, this all bro. fucking day. Yeah, day. listen. The roll call room lives. <laughs> Folks, if you only knew the last couple of days. <laughs> Woo, a victory for all of us. Real cops out here. Real uh, cops. I was starting to take pictures of the, all the equipment and see how I can recover my money. Nah. Yeah, it wasn't going anywhere, but, you know. Folks, we're taking hits here. We're ta- well, and, and it's not they're to get trying. your sympathy. You know, it's not getting. It's, it's yeah. not to get your sympathy. And, because yeah. even though um, we have some support, now comes what I call the Velociraptor fucking. And let me explain. If you've seen Jurassic Park, you know what I mean. Is you're looking straight, 
and towards the sides of you come the Velociraptor yes. to eat your fucking ass. And it's already happening. It's already happening. Yep. And folks, when I tell you the hits that we are taking, I get emails from people that are like, oh, I can't believe your agency's letting people you do be this. protesting, blah, 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 blah. It's not, it is, and it's, it's again, not that it's, easy. it's not to get your sympathy, but we're, we're taking grenades because mm -hmm. it's indirect retaliation kind of stuff. And it only, it, it will only go on for so long. It will only, and I will give that stipulation. It will only go on for so long before enough. Oh, I'm going to tell enough. you, I'm going to tell you right now, <clears throat> I'm not going to walk around on eggshells. So absolutely not. No. So, you know what I mean? It's already, I happening. got, listen, I'm going to tell you something, bro. I, 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 I need a third row seat, right? Mm -hmm. Truck, third row, oh. man, suburban Chevy, Ford, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I like those Armadas too. Mm -hmm. Um, I got five kids to put through college. Mm -hmm. I got a hefty mortgage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice to get all those things paid off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing it. Keep so, doing it. And, uh, and, and it's uh, not a, it's not a threat. It's not, I it's mean. Prediction. You know, folks, uh, you know, when Mike and I started this whole thing, the first thing that we did, and it's sad that you have to, and those of you that are out there in other agencies, because I've gotten emails from people that want to start podcasts and they're worried from their agencies. The best money that you're ever going to spend in a podcast is not on your microphone or your mixer or your computer. It's for an attorney. Uh, and I'll repeat that again. It's for an attorney. If you do not have one and you're in this profession, counsel. you need to, because what happens, the backstory is, is what happens is, is folks, after Mike and I get done goofing off in here, I edit it, and then I yep. send it to our attorney, she and then it. she reviews it, yep. and then she goes, she after she stops laughing, yeah, yeah, after she stops says, laughing, yep. and she goes, you two are fucking clowns. Like, why yep. you guys aren't stand-up comedians, I don't know. But <laughs> after that's over, she goes, uh, your last payment bounced. Oh, no, no, that that's, that's <laughs> after that. She goes... Change this. Don't say this. Take this out. Yep. And then we release it. Yep. And that's how it works. Every single episode. Every single episode has a stamp of, of approval from from a legislative standpoint. Right. Yep. Right. Uh, litigation. Litigation. Said legislation again. I know. Man. Again. I get them mixed up. A P P. O P P. O P P. I can't hey, wait I got to a good hear that. exit song. Are we what? wrapping this episode? We're shutting this down, right? Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe it's been an hour. I know. I'm about to get in here cooking again. Uh, Fifty Cent, Many Men. <laughs> oh i got it mm -hmm. all right folks um we've enjoyed this i'm sorry that you had to hear uh the ranting and the backstory but the roll know, call room lives it does uh we're only gonna get bigger rollcallroom.com twitter facebook instagram please go on itunes subscribe leave us a review go on youtube our youtube channel is the roll call room podcast go on there subscribe for exclusive uh, stuff that's on YouTube and leave us a comment and give us a thumbs up so that we can uh, we can uh, continue doing what we're doing be safe out there be safe Better watch how you talk when you talk about me cause I'll come and take your life away many men many 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 many